Hey, this is Derek King. You listen to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know what you're listening to. You clicked on it. You saw what it said. Live and in color with Wolfie D. And my man Jimmy across the street. What's going on? Not much, brother. Been doing my thing over here at the podcasting headquarters of James Rock Street. (laughs) (laughs) Productions, by God. Yeah, James Rock Street Productions. (laughs) I sometimes forget there's a real world out there, you know. (laughs) Remember I started out last week telling you I was pissed off and I went on that rant. Yeah, we got a lot of messages about that, actually. But anyway. Really? Yeah, we did. (laughs) Would you like to share that, or is that something we should do off air? No, it was just something simple, like people would ask, who's Wolfie hot at? And I'm like, it's some YouTube goofs, not even worth mentioning their name. And everybody was general consensus, like, if Wolfie doesn't like them, we don't like them, you know? So... (laughs) I'm with that. (laughs) But uh, today we have a a friend of mine, uh, Derek King, coming on. And Derek, uh, I'm sure we'll get into this, man. Derek, you know, grew up a Memphis fan. He he watched PG-13 and I think gave him a a, a little hope, you know, as us being real small at the beginning and everything. Two small guys gave him some hope to get in the ring. And Derek has just turned out to be one hell of a worker. And uh, he's a funny fucker, too, man. And <laughs> you, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm sure we will laugh another episode through. Yeah. Um, we've had some good ones. We're, we're turning into a comedy show almost. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm excited for Derek. Derek's been well known as one of the better wrestlers on the independent scene for several years, especially in the middle Tennessee, Tennessee, Memphis area. You know, <laughs> I will say this. I've met him a couple times. Always a really cool guy. Definitely. I, I've never heard people say a bad word about the dude. And honestly, you know, just if, as far as I know, one of the most talented guys in the entire Tennessee wrestling scene for many, many years. So yeah. it's not, it's nice to see him and get, be able to talk to him and get him on the show for sure. So absolutely, man. Well, if you're down, I'm down. Let's uh, take a break and let's uh, holler at old DK. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, Go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, guys, we are back. And as promised, I got my boy Derek King on the line. What is going on, DK? Hey, what is going on, Sir Wolfie D? Sir Wolfie D, coming in here in those feelings. <laughs> <Fila> <laughs> Big move up in Me there. and Derek there always is. have this. 
this running joke of, and we're not making fun of Corey because, you know, rest in peace, Corey Macklin, but we always do imitations of Corey when we see each other. And that's usually the one because that was like his, the first line in our first match. He was, I think it was Dave Brown was with him. I tell you, Dave, these guys coming in here in those feet lot tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, where are they coming from? Busting people upside the head? down on him. No, he didn't know the name of no move. He's flipped up over and down on him. I tell you, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody sold it, so there you go. <laughs> it's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so what's been going on with you, Derek King? Man, just um same old, same old still wrestling every time I get a chance. Unfortunately, that's yeah. uh, working and wrestling, raising my son, um, living here in Horn Lake, Mississippi, not far, just across the interstate, I mean, across the state line from Memphis. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Trying to stay busy, uh, getting older <laughs> every single yeah. day. Yeah. You know, you and I have had some uh, crazy escapades in the past, and uh, I was thinking of, of, of one of them, that the time that uh, we got snowed in, we came down, uh, it was, what, what was that, uh, Ashland City, Tennessee, I think it was, and it was supposed right. to be like a three-day little tour for Acadian wrestling uh, that uh, was going on around Nashville, and uh a big snowstorm. We got the first night off, but a snowstorm came and we got snowed in. And Jimmy, the only damn thing that was open that we could walk to, <laughs> swear to God, was a liquor store. <laughs> so, and I'm sure we found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Fucking having Wolfie D and Derek King uh, snowed in with no place but a liquor store open is uh, a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah and that was one of the only places that was open during the pandemic they stay open y'all yeah, nothing, yeah. Oh, you know so at least if you got to be locked up they'll let you get fucked up i reckon huh? <laughs> well, well i will say is that that's the reason i never got covid during the, the whole pandemic <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> knock on wood right you were you were completely <laughs> sterile on the inside he's like <laughs> Man, can't, we can't give him nothing. He's great. He's in perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jimmy. I know you got some questions for Derek. So, so I've been researching you, man. You know, Wolfie always says he calls it in the ring, and I do all the research. So, just think of me <laughs> as your research guy here. So, I'm reading in here. Now, now did you start in '97? Is that when you officially started? Now, that's a that's the early part of uh, that they say I started. I actually started in '90. Uh, 94 to 85. Okay. But I was training then, but I actually did get start, you know, being on the road in 97. Okay. Gotcha. And then it shows that it was a tag match with Blade Boudreaux against Bo James and Brian. Oh, yeah. We went all the way to, yes, I remember that. We went all the way up to uh, that part of Tennessee. uh, That was like when I, I this is when I was a kid. I didn't have to worry about a, my mom said, just be back home by Monday. <laughs> just be home by Monday. So I, uh, I did that. I, I remember like, <laughs> so sad, but that's so true. And uh, I just remember like having 20 bucks in my pocket going, we're on the road, guys. <laughs> on the road. Here we go. <laughs> that's Here awesome. We go. But it was the, uh, I, I, I tell younger guys now, like, and I can say younger guys now, but I tell the younger guys now, that's the best time of my career was when I first started. Because now it's like, do I have to put tight zone? Do I have to do this? Yeah. Do I have to, you know, until you get out there, you, once yeah. you get out in the ring, it's fine. But, you know, beforehand, it's like, oh, gosh. 
Oh yeah. Getting getting dressed and getting undressed are two of the shittiest things about wrestling. Right. If you, if I can just show up to the show already dressed and leave, <laughs> <laughs> like this would be yeah. perfect. But then I hate when they go, "Can you get dressed early?" I go, "I'm not getting dressed early. I don't want to put this stuff on." <laughs> 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 so sad. <laughs> but yeah, Blade Boudreaux and uh, Blade Boudreaux in those times against Bo James and Brian Lopez. That was a. Uh, it's funny. I remember that. That. Uh, you would think I remember anything at this moment, but uh, <laughs> that was that was good times. I, that's when you. Uh, that's when I really, really, really loved the business. Yeah, so and, Mo is from my hood, so I'm from the Northeast Tennessee, <laughs> Southwest Virginia area. So that's kind of yeah. how I that that focused in on Bo. Not not to say that anything else about Bo, but <laughs> <laughs> oh Bo, oh Bo, okay. <laughs> and then Shane wants to drop the strap. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then it looked like for MCW, Shane Eden, Jamie Dundee, and then Wolfie D. I mean, you started working some great guys there for sure. So, yeah, those, when those, when those uh, times started happening, I had uh, been on the road with Bill Dundee for a minute. And then so I'd uh, been on the road with him. And so then I got to meet Bert. And then, I, of course, there was a Terry Golden. I got to meet with Terry Golden from uh, Brighton. So I got to wrestle at different places. If they said there was a ring and they were going, I got in the car. So it's it awesome. like yeah. I just wanted to go, and now you can't get guys now to uh, go around the corner to re- have a match <laughs> and then get paid. But then I was yeah. just ready. To, I was just ready to go, and you know, gung ho about the business. It's just so. Uh, I guess as I look at it now, it's a little different than what it was. But those times when you, it, I here I am, you know, um, watching Wolfie and Jamie, of course, on television in Memphis. When I'm getting to you know getting in the ring with those guys, it's like this is what I've been waiting to do my whole life. <laughs> you know, but it's just one. That's what you because, uh, especially in, growing up in Memphis, that's all I knew was Channel Five. It didn't matter right. about nothing else in the world. Channel Five was where it was at, and I don't think that anybody understands. You know, if you're not, you know, some people don't understand that. You know, they well, you know, Jerry was just a commentator. Or Memphis wrestling was this. Like, Memphis wrestling was probably the best wrestling I've ever <laughs> been around and been a part of. So absolutely, getting to wrestle with those kind of guys. Was, was, and, and you know what, Derek, that I've noticed, uh, you know, we can say the internet killed the business and shit like that, but at the same time, the internet has kind of helped, uh, for instance, somebody like myself, when, you know, Memphis kind of really knew who PG-13 was, yes, we got a run here and there, and, you know, got some national exposure, but now because of the internet and YouTube and everything's on there, man, more people, uh, and, and I heard this, you know, when I go to these conventions up north, it's like, we man, we have watched so much Memphis wrestling and blah blah blah, and they love it. They fucking love it, and then yeah. they do realize how good fucking Jerry Lawler was. Now you know what I mean, right? Right, exactly. And, and, and sadly, sadly, they missed out on it because I always, yeah. uh, I always say that you know, I wish I was a few years older so I could have been a part of you know the territory days because it was so much yeah. you know, so much. I get, trust me, they're making tons of money now. You know, it's a, it's more of a yeah. show business place than it was than it was then. And um, sadly, with showbiz, then we just didn't tell it. Now we tell everything. We can't wait to just say, hey, well, they blow this up, too. And, you know, it's just everything <laughs> behind the scenes. So it just it kind of kills it. But but I, I get it. I'm definitely with you on the Internet. It definitely gives it breathes new life into a lot of things because there's a convention for everything. I mean, literally yeah. a convention for like, OK, we're going to have this. Like when you get to see, you know, a few years ago, Batman and all these kind of you know, people who did these, you know, these other characters on television. That's yeah. nostalgic. Now wrestling is a big part of it too. You know, I, exactly. It's like, it's like every week. It's like a wrestling week. Uh, like especially this week, WrestleMania weekend. Oh yeah. There'll be fifteen thousand Comic Cons going around just for wrestling. So no yep. doubt. Yep. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Man. And so then <laughs> next up, you're not only going from Shane Eaton, Jamie Dundee, Wolfie D, then you get your toe wet in OVW, brother. That was really cool, man, because around that time, there's some daggone superheroes working there. You know what I mean? It, it, the, the crazy thing about OVW was uh, the first time I went to OVW, I wrote with, with, with Bill, with Bill Dundee and uh, Blade Boudreaux and I did. And uh, I wrestled Dutch Mantel, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is fun. You know, it's just a road trip, you know, met Danny Davis and so forth and so on. And then so when we were doing Power Pro Wrestling, Nick Dinsmore came to Power Pro. Nick Dinsmore and I were friends, and he's like, oh, you got to come to OVW. And I was like, well, it's not like I could just say, oh, you know, I'm just going to try to wrestle up there. Well, you know, right. like it's not like I put in an application, and they like, oh, hey, you're high. Right, right, so, right. So, it, uh, so Nick got me hooked up with Cornette. Cornette um, – Invited me up, and so I wrestled a couple times there. He goes, "We want you to bleach your hair." I go, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I said, "My mother's going to kill me. My mother's going to kill me." And so, <laughs> my mother's going to kill I, me. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, of course, be I home by anyway. Monday and don't bleach your hair. <laughs> <laughs> don't bleach your hair. So you realize this? I went through uh, the, the uh, culture shock. I went through bleaching my hair, getting tattoos, my tongue pierced, and my both my ear pierced. So I was like. I'm a wrestler now. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> so when I, got to, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got my fanny pack and my uh, high-tech boots. I'm a part of it. Yeah. But I, uh, <laughs> I finally got to, when I got to OVW, it was like one of those kind of things like, you know, I didn't know Randy Orton or Brock or John Cena or any of those guys, you know, who they were anywhere else because they were just starting there, really. And I remember thinking, these are some big dudes. Jesus Christ. Where, where are they, you know? And I'm having to work with them every week. Like, I'm having to work with Brock thinking, this guy don't even know his own strength, but you know, he's learning right. at the same time. And, and they're looking at me going, could you teach him how to do this? Or could you show, could you bump for him? Could you bump? I'm like, Mike, he that these guys are getting paid. I mean, I'm here to work, feel. but it was right. And I mean, I was thinking, you, man, I'm taking a daggum, uh, Greyhound bus from Nashville to, to Louisville, uh, on Wednesdays and, and not making very much, but staying at Cornette's house. And then you got these guys, Batista and all them coming in and you know, they got a, you know, a weekly deal and they got an apartment and all that kind of shit. And it's just like, man, you know, cause at that point <laughs> I'd been in the business, uh, of 10 years or so. And it just felt unfair. And, you know, you're exactly right, because it's so funny you say you took the Greyhound up. I was uh, one half the tag team champions for OVW on the Greyhound from Memphis to Louisville. I was like, is this yeah. real? <laughs> I, got, I got to build my bag. <laughs> it, it's like a carrier, like, don't put this bag down, because I need to make sure that I get it. They take my clothes, they can have it. Can't take the belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but it, it was, uh, it's it's funny, because I remember the they were trying to work on trying to get us a developmental deal, me and Jason Lee, a developmental uh-huh. deal, but... It was, it was a, and this is when I learned where politics were in the business. And I was like, well, I just want to wrestle. And they was like, well, you know, we had to figure something out. You know, I, I didn't know what, uh, you know, I, I get how the business works, but yeah. a few months later, like, okay, we're going to pay you guys as trainers. And then you guys to just be done as, you know, be on the payroll as trainers. So we ended up working with, you know, Sheldon and Brock every week, almost we, uh, against Orton a lot. So it was, you know, <laughs> When you think back as a who's who, like the guys who got to wrestle, I go, well, I got to wrestle him, and I got to wrestle him. I gave him his first DDT, or, you know, it's like, that's yeah. wild when you think about they're the ones now. Um, they're now the, the veterans of all this now, so this is a crazy world. Let me ask you a quick question while I'm thinking about it. Explain the difference in wrestling Bill and Jamie. Well, Bill's going to hit you hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bill, the, the difference is, um, I, to me, 
they both old school. I'm gonna put it that way. Both old school because they both gonna call their Jamie. They both take the same bumps in a sense. Jamie's not taking yeah. the backdrop, neither is Bill. They're not taking. <laughs> they're not taking the backdrop. Uh, right. It's just a, they're almost. And I'm, when I say this, almost the exact same, but Jamie's just mobile, just moves more. Bill's okay, just yeah. like I, I, uh, I was telling uh, uh, Wolfie this the other day. I said. Uh, Bill, I was in the dressing room and trying to go over the match. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. He goes, we don't fucking call that shit back here. I was like, okay. And he goes, <laughs> and then he gets in the ring and calls the match in Carney with an accent. I go, okay, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> and I hope to God I'm getting this right because, he, you know, they knew I could take backdrops or something like that. So it was just, uh, you know, but then again, if you watch wrestling long enough, you can work with almost anybody. Because oh, yeah. if you watch that guy wrestle, you know what he does and what he doesn't do. So you can just kind of go by, you know, the feel, you know, because uh, just some of the matches are just like uh, Wolfie, Wolfie likes to have matches called in the ring. That's so much easier. When you mm-hmm. try to remember a million spots, you're insane because the people don't buy that. I don't know if it's not a, a, a wrestling lesson, but it's just common sense. I mean, I've watched them draw money in Memphis for years without having to think about a billion spots. So Jamie and Jamie and Bill almost the same. Bill will knock you out if he has to. (laughs) (laughs) After sure. That's awesome. So do you remember the time that we were staying at your house um, and it was a it was a late night and I think there was more people than just me and you there, a few other people. But did I or did I did I imagine this? Did I not pee in your aunt's little inside tree um, um, or something? On my mother's on my mother's ficus. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I remember thinking, um, it's funny that you said this. Oh my God, Wolfie, I have so many stories for you, my young man. So many stories. I go, uh, <laughs> Lord, I remember thinking, I go. Dude, that's my ficus. My mom's ficus, and you just sit there like, like you're outside. I'm like, we have a bathroom. We have a bathroom. I'm like, oh my god, this is my, this is. Look, my mother passed away, but then I was thinking, this is why you don't have wrestlers at your parents' house, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it, yes. it does not matter. I was like, I, sm- what, you I know, smartened you up to that. <laughs> yeah, don't ever do that. Like, don't come to my house. No. <laughs> Get the guy the you're room. Not invited. The street. Can, you're not invited to the house. But he did this, but you know, also for me, that was the coolest thing was having all the wrestlers at my house, like, oh, we're all hanging out, put the boys do. But then, you know, of course, uh, one drink leads to two drinks, two drinks leads to three drinks, four drinks leads to a case of drinks. So yeah. by the time everybody's at home, they're like, Who give you know, but I was like, this is before I became the raging uh, uh or a professional <laughs> drinker that I am today. Uh, and then, uh Everybody out. They leave us a professional. But I just remember thinking to myself, he can't pee on that. Please. Stop. And I'm just watching, like, do I say something? Do I say something? <laughs> do I say something? <laughs> and he's like, please. And he uh, got into the bathroom, but it worked out. I was like, yeah, do not pee in the house. They have bathrooms. So you have bathrooms. <laughs> do not pee in the house. Bad dog. Bad boy. <laughs> Bad dog. I, it's funny. I just kicked my dog out last night because he peed in the floor. I said, get out. And just left him out there with a shot collar on all night. <laughs> Peter's going to be calling me tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't uh, put a shot collar on me while I was sleeping or something. No, you can't make you sit down for a second. I swear. I, well, the, well, Wolfie, go ahead and tell me about the uh, uh, you beating the hell out of Alan Steele in, in uh, Arkansas. Oh, I can't wait. Well, Let's hear I, it. I'm not... 
I think we might have talked about this, Jimmy, but Derek can give his perspective on it because really I don't 100% remember it. I mean, I had, uh, we had done TV that morning and then we were waiting for this show. Where was it at, Derek? I forgot. This is, this is in, uh, uh, some part of Arkansas. I want to say, I want to say, yeah. Earl, I'm going to say Earl, something like that. Something over in Arkansas. Because, uh, Somewhere in Arkansas. Eddie, Eddie Adamson, the sheriff, was over there and he, uh, he ran a lot of things over there. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah, me and me and Alan are having a match and I liked Alan and I don't know really what, I mean, I, I drank all day is what happened, but, uh, so <laughs> we get out there and we're fighting in the crowd and I don't know if I thought he was a, a Mark grabbing me or something. Like, right. Okay. I, he like grabbed me on the shoulder or something and like spun me around. Right. Derek. And I just turned around and punched him right in the nose and busted his fucking nose all up. He's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize so he, I'd it, done it to him. I would tell you the, the, the night started off. You already knew, you know, the guys get to town a little early, you know, cause this is one of those we've had TV. And, you know, we got to yeah. go out to eat afterwards. And, you know, there's always uh, every place we went to has a bar. And uh, yeah. I, I did learn that in the business. Always go someplace with the bar. And um, <laughs> so let me get to the show. Mind you, the show is for the, uh, like, don't do drugs, just say no kind of uh, motif. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's be on our very best behavior. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm really working with Wolfie on television, you know, kind of with at the same time in, uh, in single matches. And but then so they're gonna have a match with him and Alan. Buddy Landell goes out and tells you know the born again Christian. I don't do this. I don't do that. Uh, Watch saga the of what what every wrestler goes out and do the promo. Like I've never do. I'm done doing drugs. I'm done drinking. I'm doing all that. Wolfie's back here in the dressing room by the curtain, going, "He's lying." <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I, I'm like, you know, I'm nervous because, like, you know, I get heat forever just like smiling at the ring. Randy Hill's like, "Derek King, you're quit smiling at the ring." I'm like, oh gosh. So Whoopi's we'll like going, "Who cares?" I'm like, oh, this is for the kids and everybody. Uh, I was uh, a heel. I was getting heat. <laughs> he was definitely getting heat. Uh, Forest City, Forest City, Arkansas. Is that Forest City? I yep, yep. Yeah, Forest City. And I, remember, I just can remember how that doesn't look. And um, so he's out there. Then they, I'm like, and Ray's like, Whoopi's messed up, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I'm going to sit over here and pretend like I had not had a beer tonight and uh, do my match because he's wrestling Allen later on. And uh, so we're watching the match because, you know, this is another thing that's so different about the wrestling. I used to watch every match, you know. Now I'm like, just tell me when I'm on. But right. it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. But, uh, but I used to watch every match because they all kind of, you know, were very, very important. But uh, so, and Alan's got an opportunity to wrestle for the title, you know, see what he does. And um, they're out there fighting, and all of a sudden, Alan's nose is busting. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> and I go, and he's beating him. Like, <laughs> here's what happens, you know, like when you start – all right, I'm just beating this guy. It's like you get in the moment, the heat of the moment, the passion of the rest, and now you're having a Donnie Brooks, so to speak, or like the concession stand brawl. Out there. I'm like, what's he doing? What's he doing? And Randy's pacing the floor back there in the back going, fuck, shit, what the hell? And he uh, he goes, I have mind to take the belt off Wolfie and put it on Alan. I go, he's about to win the title tonight? What, what is he about to, to put the belt on him for beating the shit? So Alex is back busting those broken nose. Wolfie gets back like, man, what happened? Blah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> I sweat out half what I drank before I got <laughs> the match is over. Like, ah. Uh, 
the fuck happened, dude? My fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, My bad. That's the wrestling business. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> exactly, man. And Alice over here is fucking bleeding everywhere. And I'm like, and Randy's like really contemplating um, taking the belt off. And I go, this is insane. I just watched it. And that guy lose the belt, about to lose the belt because he beat the shit out of another wrestler. Because he's fucked up out here, and it's great. <laughs> but I, it, I, I, it's one of those kind of things I thought, I have seen it all in wrestling. But then again, you know, PG-13 never, never, never sees the amazing. <laughs> they always do something. <laughs> always. It's always something. Yeah. So you were you were a fan of USWA, obviously. You know, growing up, you said TV Five was your your life. That makes total sense. So obviously, then there comes Power Pro, which Power Pro was pretty much the next step for USWA, other than losing Louisville and Nashville and these kinds of things. That was the Memphis based wrestling how was it for you wrestling for power pro because i mean i'm looking at the guys you worked there again it's like the mount rushmore of pro wrestling in a sense you got tony falk ricky morton brian christopher kurt angle i mean dude everybody talk about power pro i I was a lucky skinny black kid and that's the truth yeah but the thing was (laughs) i uh i love wrestling and i think they all knew it but i was and i'm not gonna (laughs) wrestling you know, we all push our own egos, but I could work or I could at least listen and I could do what they needed me to do. And so, um, power pro is my opportunity to be on live television channel five at, you know, 11, 10 30, 11 o'clock, um, in the morning on Saturday mornings, which I grew up watching forever. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. This, I'm, yeah. Life is over after this. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> want my mom wanted me to, you know, be in school and I, life was, I was doing what I wanted to do. I didn't, they didn't have to pay me. I was happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, Power Pro was my uh, was my Derek King moment of uh, being becoming the wrestler who you know I am today because that's what shaped me and it was like one of those kind of things like I wanted to have the best match on television every week I wanted to go out there and work hard I wanted to it was my dream it, it, yeah. so when yeah. uh, it's so funny because from high school I used to always put I want to be a pro wrestler and so when everybody all my friends from high school saw me on Channel Five they're like you're the only person from our school that really did exactly what he said he was going to do when he got out of high school. Yeah, and I awesome. go, you only live one life. And I, my mother told me, she goes, you got to go to college. You got to do this. You got to pay for the, you pay for training yourself. I'm not paying for it. You know, but she was very supportive. She's like, okay, let him, that's my son. Let him go do what he wants to. And, uh, but <laughs> also knowing that, uh, I'm sure she thought I would never be in this world now, Derek King or whatever the, and whatever that means, but never thought I would be, <laughs> A hill of beans about doing anything like I mean, like TD Steel or somebody just getting beat up every week or whatever. <laughs> TD Steel, uh, no, no disrespect to TD to TD Steel, but I'm just saying that you thought I'd be rough and ready three. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and so, I, uh, but I was lucky to you know just to adapt to it, and you know, given and Randy Hills, who I give a lot of props to because he put me out there. He goes, yeah, go, yeah, go out there, you know. He goes, go work, and I go. If it wasn't for Randy, you know, between David Willick and Randy Hill, sometimes I think, I don't know if I would have ever made it to uh, anything. But, yeah. you know, because I was a small guy and they took a chance. And so Power Pro, and, you know, like when Kurt Angle came, I remember Bruce Pritchard telling Randy, why don't you just have Kurt go squash Brandon and um, Brandon and Derek because he's Kurt Angle. And Randy's like, no, you know, just stood up for us. We were in Covington, Tennessee. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm glad he didn't come out because I don't know. I guess he would just beat us up. I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> I don't know what we would have had to fight this guy. But it's just like one of those kind of things like, you know, Power Pro was a, uh, I mean, every Saturday morning, you, you got to think, 
I'm getting up at eight o'clock and we're like, I can't wait to get TV. Yeah. I, another Wolfie story. This is so crazy because uh, <laughs> we were in Louisville because we were doing OBW, which is crazy. <clears throat> on a Friday night, we had a big show on Friday night and had to drive all the way to TV the next morning. No sleep because Alan Steele was in the car too. And it was yeah. like one of those kind of things like, well, there's an after party. I was like, well, you know, we got to go to the after party. <laughs> you know, we're not missing that. <laughs> and so we go to the after party. And it's like, that's, a, that, that's part of the show. You got to go. So <laughs> we, uh, we, get, we get going on home, going back to Memphis, rather, and it is daylight. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think uh, people come to my house to get ready. We're trying to take a, an hour nap or whatever, trying to get that ready together. <laughs> Finally get the... Uh, finally get to tv and i'm wrestling whoop he goes yeah we'll do it he goes just do it out there i go do what he goes and this is for the title and everything and i'm like okay well <laughs> this is my only chance and he's like no just just we'll do that one spot we can go i go all right and you know in tv you, you're literally going go 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 they're already yeah. going to go 100 times yeah and so uh we go to the ring and one of my favorite matches of all time i uh randy has it i think he sent me a copy of it but one of my favorite matches because I was like, we didn't call anything. We were just out there working. You know, here I am thinking, <laughs> yeah, now I can just sit back and go, y'all can work. It doesn't matter. But that, was, that Power Pro and, you know, those kind of live TV, you can't mess up. Right. And if you do, life goes on. So yeah. um, Power Pro made me the wrestler that I feel like I am today because that's what it is. Live to Channel 5. You know, you can wrestle on Channel 5 and not many people can say that now. Right, no. So, so what you're saying is one of your favorite matches of your career is against me on one hours of sleep and no, called nothing in, before the match. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I should have seen you over like I And I should have <laughs> beat you right then. <laughs> I don't know if Wolfie's ever put me over. I, I, I bring the town, he never puts me over. I, I think I have. I think me and Jamie probably put you and uh, uh, Drew over probably in Nashville. Uh, close. We all still won, but we got the belts. You know how that. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Finished. And that's he, when we did. Uh, Drew had. There was one one night where Drew forgot his boots, and he went to the ring in uh, his his short tights, no knee pads, black socks, and loafers, like dress shoes. And uh, oh, Jamie d- comes up with this spot where he takes his shoe off and starts tickling his feet. <laughs> Only in wrestling. You remember that, I do, I do, I do. And only Jamie uh, could do that spot. It probably would have been funny if I did it, but (laughs) (laughs) I like that. uh, There was a match that uh, somebody just posted not long ago, and uh, I watched Jamie dropping elbow off the top. He's like, "I'm not taking this damn bump. Are you kidding me?" (laughs) Like feet, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I'm gonna blame you today. I would take that bump today at all. Yeah. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, 
home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South. And I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 rookie card. Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me at Steve Bowtie Bryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. So, you know, like I said, you've been working some of the Mount Rushmore. You got Ricky Morton, you got Brian Christopher, you got the Kurt Angle match we talked about there. Then you actually worked one of the my personal Wolfie's favorite tag teams ever. You got to work the fabulous ones in OVW, dude. We love Steve on here. We had Steve as a guest a few months back. But honestly, how was working the fabs, man? So a guy who grew up in Memphis who only knew Jerry Lawler, the Fab, Tojo, and Jerry Jarrett. Right. Um, and Jackie Fargo. And mind you, Jackie Fargo was in their corner and yeah. uh, when we wrestled. So uh, I remember Cornette giving us a match. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just, first of all, Jason Lee and I are s- small guys. And you never realize how big wrestlers are. Because right. they just have you know, just like huge guys. I'm like, what have they been drinking? What have they been eating? I mean, my mom <laughs> told me eat cereal. I don't know. But they, uh, these guys are huge. I'm like, and the Cornette's like, I want you guys to do like you did back in the day. When y'all go for a tag, really go for the tag. And I've heard this before when I talked to uh, Moondog Spice. Like, when they were going for a tag, they were really going for a tag. Like, you, it wasn't like we're working. They were, like, scratching yeah. and, like, trying to get to the to the to their partner. I was like, who's going to hold these guys down? Because <laughs> you know, so I'm sitting here thinking, okay. And literally, when they got in there, they did that. But I will tell you, when they got to the ring and did the strut and all that kind of stuff, I'm watching it. I forget I'm in the match almost. Yeah. It's funny. I've heard people say that, but I forgot I was in the match for two seconds. I go, oh, damn, I'm here. Oh, I'm crap. Like, Pinch I'm myself. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, and another thing, they didn't talk a lot about what, what we're going to do out there. You know, they just said, okay, we'll do that and this and go. And I was like, this is wild. And then, and then one little small thing in my head, I'll always remember, I got the rest of the fabs. With Jackie Fargo in their corner, which a lot of people will never get to say ever in life. Yeah, and it was exactly, uh, exactly one of those kind of things. But like, I'm working the fabs. So it was a pretty cool moment. And I, obviously, I met Steven Stan a, a couple of times after that, too. But it was uh, one of those kind of things like, man, they are, uh, for me, they were the tag. You know, they didn't, for Memphis, they're the tag team. You know, these are the yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. to get the rest of those, like, this, you don't get no better than this at this time. It's like, Thank you, Cornette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were looking at so you know I appreciate it. So yeah, it was good. And I don't I don't get those moments like that. You know, you don't get those every day. So right, you know? right. Not everybody can can do exactly what you were saying about, you know, because my story is similar as far as like high school and me telling people, you know, and I was I was 
about the same height I am now, but <laughs> a lot, a lot less heavier. And, uh, you know, nobody thought I had a chance of doing something that they knew that, man, he loves wrestling. He thinks he's going to be a wrestler. Blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? A lot of those people today, some of them listen to the show and, uh, some of them, you know, talk to me like, man, that's so cool. You did, you know, and it, it being a wrestler is just something, I don't know. It's different to the, to the common folk, you know? Uh, you, and uh, Jimmy's heard me say this a thousand times, but you could tell somebody, Hey, uh, you know, I used to be an astronaut and they'd be like, Oh wow. That's awesome. Let's took a lot of training. Right. Said, right. I used to be a pro wrestler. No, what the fuck? Oh my God. Right. You know, you're exactly right. And they flipped the fuck out, man. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Because they, because they know what they say. They've watched those people. They, yeah. they've seen that they go, those, they know that, you know, you know, you know, actually, I was like, oh, you went to the moon. Okay, I get it. But I'm not going <laughs> yeah. to the moon. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but you, you did what? You wrestled, blah, blah. So there's a, man, I, uh, let me, yeah, I don't want to answer that call. Anyway, I don't know why they're calling me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, those kind of things you never, uh, they don't ever, because you're now a celebrity to them. Right. And they go, man, you got to do what you, that's what you want to do. That's a, that's a, you know. That's a storybook story. You don't get the everybody don't get that, or have <laughs> they the, don't get it, or have the actually when you really think about it, have the balls to roll those dice. Uh, as far as like you know, most of my friends went to college and you know did that kind of shit. You know, and got their jobs and have their families and right. all that. It, exactly. And I was that kid, <laughs> just like you, that was jumping in the car at sixteen years old, going where the where are we headed? Let's go. Right, you know, right. And that's and not, with no clue where you're if going. I just didn't going. make it. If, if if I hadn't have made it, uh, as far as I did, I don't know what I would have done. You know, because I I didn't uh, graduate. Uh, although you know, I got a, G, a GD later in life, but I I rolled the dice, man. And uh, you know, it hell, I may not have much today, but I had a fucking very fun life. And like you said, you only live once. Oh man! Yeah, you know, and just you know, to add to that, you know, it's so funny you say it because I go, my friends, uh, lots of my friends were lawyers, yeah, uh, worked at FedEx since they were sixteen or seventeen years old, or you know, been doing work. I go, dude, I was traveling and seeing everything that you wanted to see, not yeah. because I, it's not because of, I'm trying to say my life was better. I'm just saying I live what I want to do. I did not want to work a nine to five job. I did yeah. not want to. Uh, you know, it's crazy because I have a 15-year-old son, and he's about to be 16. Man. If I didn't have a kid, I don't know what, <laughs> if I would be working now. <laughs> like a real job. Yeah. I mean, like, well, let me get out here and see what shows I can just do and, you know, be wrestling forever. But, yeah. you know, there, I do, don't get me wrong. I do like the time of sitting at home and being normal. But, you know, once you're in your blood, it's in your blood. And, oh, and yeah. you can't get it out. You know, we're hooked. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you're working all these guys and we're leading up to this and Wolfie has great stories about working the Eliminators, especially, you know, they just came back from Japan and Wolfie D and them are kind of getting the titles put on them and they're pissed off about it. And you actually got to work Perry Saturn on WWF Jack in December of 2000. So let's, let's hear a little Perry Saturn stories from both <laughs> you guys here. <laughs> Well, I'll go, I'll go first. Let me just tell you, because I would tell you, because uh, I just knew Perry Saturn from Memphis, really, because I just watched him as Eliminator from the Memphis. And I was like, yeah. all right, you know, it's Perry Saturn. Then I, you know, obviously see him in WWE. I am enamored because I'm wrestling WWE, first of all. I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am on right. the show. 
Yeah. So it never, uh, it never dawned on me like this is it's going to be a big deal. I know what I'm supposed to go here and do. Just remember what he told me. I mean, he was very nice about what do you want to do out there. You you guys think you want to do this? This is blah blah. Like, man, it's whatever. You know, I'm open, but let me know what you want to do. I'm my job is to make sure you, you know you're taken care of. So and he, you know, very nice. I did a spot in, in which was crazy because they didn't trust a lot of guys. I I did a spot where uh, Terry cross bodied me. And they were like, do not drop her. And I was like, oh, my God, do not drop this girl. If I don't drop any, if I don't drop nobody else, if I can drop anybody else in the world, do not drop this lady. And yeah. Um, yeah. so it was a, a pretty good thing that, you know, they, they trusted me and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you, I had just got my uh, tongue pierced maybe two months before that. And he side kicked me in the face, and I thought he kicked my tongue ring out of my mouth. I go, Jesus <laughs> oh, <Christ." man. laughs> I go, am I am I here? And I like just I start like feeling for my tongue ring or running. I was like, is this still in my mouth? But the match <laughs> couldn't have been. That's I will say I got to, uh, you know, of course this is the time when WWE started using all the you know people even throwing to the steps and stuff like that. It's like. I got to hit the steps. You know, it's in the sad that when you say stuff like that, like, man, I got to hit the steps. They hit me with the steps. It's so great. I was like, it's, it's like, you got hit with stairs, dude. That's not cool. I was like, no, man, it's so great. It's so great. But he was uh, super easy. Uh, side note about the same, that same night, because, you know, you, when you go to WWE, you know, they have everything. They got, you know, food. They got baby oil. They got white tape, you know, and, Every wrestler, I need white tape. I need white tape. And, and yeah. right now, the shows I go to now, I go, I just stand up and dress and go, what do you need, Derek? I go, white tape. Who has white tape? So all the guys bring white tape. But uh, Brian Chris goes, you need some tape? I go, yeah. He goes, there's a whole thing. Of it. I was like, well, that was mighty nice of him to come over here and just <laughs> hook me up with some tape. I was like, yeah. let me get two rolls if you don't mind. <laughs> you know, because you know, he knew I obviously was lost and didn't know I was just happy to be there. But yeah, but yeah, but, but the Perry Saturn thing was a uh, – a mighty good touch because he was, it was easy, but the kick, I thought I lost my tongue ring, but, uh, the match yeah. is fun. And, uh, you know, for, I remember going over the spot with Terry thinking, he goes, can you catch it? And every wrestler says this. Oh yeah, I got it. And I thought to myself, oh yeah, you better have it. <laughs> you don't. It just puts that you seed might not of doubt, make it home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Because you gotta go, you know, you're sure yourself, but you're always trying to you know, double check yourself when you get like, okay, catch her. Because that's <laughs> if, if everything else fucks up, catch her. Catch her. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Jimmy, I've told you most of my shit with, with Perry. I mean, basically just, you know, they beat the fucking shit out of me and Jamie for <laughs> how many ever weeks or months that was uh, in Memphis. And, and then, um, you know, later on um, in TNA, uh, obviously I was bigger and, um, not as big as Perry, but and he was still just caught strong, man. And, and he was very stiff back in Memphis. I, he wasn't as bad in TNA. You know, that's just, you know, where he had worked for all those years. I guess lightened up a little bit. You know, he kind of figured that part of it out. But he was always real snug. And I liked him, man. But he was he was just one of those dudes, man. You knew if, uh, if he wanted to, he could eat your fucking lunch, man. <laughs> man. And then, of course, you work the Nature Boys. Son, <laughs> David Flair. Oh. Yeah, did it? Did it, it? Did it fall far from the tree? <laughs> well, I, David. Hey, God bless him. He, he bless his, bless his heart. Uh, David's a super nice guy. Because I actually booked David uh, after the OVW stuff, and we of course tried to do the steamboat Flair chops. So I go, this is why I don't take chops because they hurt. Yeah. 
because <laughs> uh, I don't like chops at all. I hate them. Um, I, just, I knew my job was to take bump and make help make him have a good or really just have a good match. It wasn't you know I'd watched David on w, WCW and I thought he, he's just here because they, that's what they wanted to do. He don't really, right. Right. He wanted to be a wrestler at this. I mean, it's, I don't know if, you know, if my dad was that famous, if I wanted to be doing, let me do the same job my dad did and not be good. And so yeah, you know, right. that's, that's few, that's few and far between, you know, there's not a lot of, uh, second generation, second or third generation wrestlers that can do that. Right. But, uh, I, but you know, you had the last name flair, you better be great. And I mean, right. look at his right. sister, his sister's awesome. You know, she, she is yeah. awesome. But I, yeah, David, I didn't, I, I don't think I expected the match to be Flair Steamboat Classic. Sure. <laughs> I just thought it'd be like, I'll take the bumps, I'll take the bumps, and um, we'll get wherever they need him to be because they tried. I think he was a baby face at the time, and uh, they, you know, just trying to get him over. I was like, well, let's just do that and go from there because you know that's the, that's my job. At least I'm doing my part. But I never thought of him going like he's not going to want to do this. He, you can tell somebody's passion. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes you can see you can see if he really wants to be doing this. I think sometimes he just wants to be around it, or you know, by you know by proxy, he has no choice. <laughs> you know, like oh, well, I'm the oldest boy, I gotta go. So yeah, I mean, I almost think that's what you're saying is basically. I don't think his heart was in it, but I felt like that's yeah. what he thought he had to do. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. He, he, he was drafted. He was drafted, and it's like right. Oh, I gotta yeah. go. My dad, Rick Flair. I gotta go do this. You know, obviously, Reed was probably the better athlete or a better wrestler, pro wrestler. But then Charlotte comes out as the one who does it all. So, right. you know, it, you never, right. what a family, what a conflicted world they live. But I mean, it, I mean, you can't deny Ric Flair. I mean, I oh, would, never. you know, yeah. you can't deny Ric Flair. He's the guy who, who's done it all. So, yeah. Now, Derek, I kind of saved this part of mine for the finish here, uh, a, a story. And this was uh, for the same, uh, the AWA, the Arcadian wrestling and my match that ended pretty much my career, uh, that made me sad I didn't want to do it no more for a long time, many years, and I've only had a couple of matches since. It was me and you, and then uh, uh, you and, you and uh, Tracy and Moonshine Mantel uh, were, you know, I had y'all as a little faction or whatever. Y'all get on me. First, I blow my tricep out rip it completely off the bone during our match i remember i thes pressed Derek, and uh no fault of Derek's. just it was my elbow was jacked up and it was ready to go and uh so when when we hit the ground you know all probably what you were probably 230 i'm 250 so whatever that is added together lands on my elbow that was the first thing to hit the ground bam and it felt like that son of a bitch which it pretty much did but it felt like it exploded <laughs> and so my next move was going to be i knew it hurt and so i tried to punch Derek, and uh something just wasn't right obviously and it hurt <laughs> and then i tried to choke him and i couldn't even push down on him and i don't remember Derek, if i said anything to you i, I don't remember but we we went i don't think we finished right away because I knew that what was coming up was me and right. Adam were going to do the doomsday device on you. And I had taken the doomsday device a bazillion times. And I was, you know, if, if that was one way for me to go the fuck out is tear my arm up, but I still get to do my heroes finish with my hero, uh, on you, Derek, as a matter of fact, makes it even better. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that was awesome. I, I, I would, I would take it. I remember you going, Oh, this is going to be great. And I remember that night because, um, of course, Derek King's wearing Confederate 
<laughs> BS. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we got God. banned from a building for that. But uh, yeah, we got kicked wow, out of Springfield because yeah. uh, Derek. I, I had Derek hang me uh, with a with a noose. <laughs> And he was wearing rebel flag stuff, and he's black, and the principal was all fucked up. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh man, that that doesn't age well, does it? Oh my god, I'll be canceled tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, oh, only in wrestling, you know. Right. I'm like, I'll be doing podcasts from now on because my job just found out I did it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I just, <laughs> I'll so be mad at them. No, but they, uh, that was, uh, I remember you being excited about doing it. I was like, of course, of course, I'm thinking to myself, man, I can take that flip. <laughs> I can take yeah. that bump. I'm like, because uh, he wasn't going down with me and was like, he's like, I'm just going to toss you over. I was like, yeah, Shit, I don't even do moonsaws. I'm old now, you know. But uh, <laughs> can't even do a moonsaw. Like, I, do, I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Hey, and uh, but I do remember. You, the, it was, go ahead, go, go, go. No, I was, I was gonna, gonna say. say uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> we both have said it. Go ahead. I'm gonna shut up. You go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I, I, you're probably fixing to tell this, but if you remember, his knee was bad, and he about lost you. Do you remember that? Yes, I was gonna say because I had to grab the front, the top rope. Yes, and uh, balance back up. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, he staggered, Jimmy. He staggered. He staggered, and he almost. Derek was on his shoulders, and he about threw Derek off his shoulders into the fucking third rope. But Derek caught the rope, and see, I saw none of that. I was climbing the rope at the time that was happening. So when I turned around, hell, there they were. You know, ready to go. My arms hurting. I'm thinking, fuck it, I'm going. Boom, and did the deal. Yeah, I, I get to remember, be hot you know you, is what you know, you're thinking. <laughs> and you, you know how you're in the dressing room after they tell you, like, this is the finish, and you're like, yeah, I'm good with that, I'm good, that's good. And then you're sitting there contemplating, going, now what the fuck are we doing? Am I taking this? <laughs> Am I going up with this? Because you know you've seen it a thousand times on TV. Yeah. Like, I ain't never, I ain't never taken that. <laughs> yeah. Never taken yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was easy. It, it was fun. That, that, you know, and for that to be one of your, you know, because I know you loved it. And I was like, yeah. well, that was fun for me. It works out. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't die. Yeah. I yeah. didn't die. Here I am. Here I am. Never <laughs> taking the bump again. But yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, uh, in, in wrapping up, too, uh, I know you uh, are working with Dustin and them uh, down there in Memphis. Uh, tell me how that's going for you. I know you've tried to recruit me, and I'm just not into making a six-hour trip. And I don't want to insult anybody with the amount of money it would take for me to do a six-hour trip these days. Uh, but at any rate, uh, tell me about that. Talk if you got social media you want people to know about. Plug that uh, and anything else you want to talk about real quick before we go. This is I, and this is real fast because I uh, I really don't do a lot of. I mean, I, I have I have uh, I think it's Derek King one on Twitter. I've never I'm never I never do anything really social media. I really don't. I'm yeah. on Facebook. I, I think it's all that because I just don't really get into that wrestling uh, world like that again anymore because there's so much going on. Everybody's talking about everything. But the thing with Dustin, uh, I guess is WCW, WWE down here for no reason. Uh, <laughs> for no reason at all. <laughs> I think that there's a, there's a war going on down here. But it's yeah. just, uh, you know, you say you don't want to drive six hours down here. Sometimes I don't want to drive 16 minutes to the building. So but yeah. I, uh, I, I am happy that Dustin's doing something to keep at least keep some semblance of Memphis wrestling going on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to call it Memphis wrestling at times because it ain't what I grew up watching, but then right, it, is, right. what it, it, it is, it's definitely, uh, the wrestling that's on in Memphis and it's very good. And, 
does his work his butt off. This is all he does, which is I'm, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy to be a part of it. I think that uh, I think it's called Championship Wrestling uh, uh, from Memphis. I think at this time I'm in all over the social media world. I'm sure you, he's plugged it somewhere, but uh, I uh, I'm I'm just you know I'm happy for him because it's it, it's his and I and he's my friend, so I want yeah. him to do well and I want the show to do well. But you know, the far as all you know, some kind of the social media and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I just don't, I, I, the guy who loved wrestling, the guy who loved it the most and wanted to be a part of it all the time. Sometimes it's just a little too much for me. Cause I just can't, uh, I can't keep up with it, you know? Yeah. And I really, yeah, uh, sure. and I do mean this honestly that, you know, my kid, it's just me and my son. And so I want to have, you know, he's all I got. And so I just want him to have a good time. And so if he tells me we're not going somewhere, I'm trying to figure out where he wants to go. So, all right. Um, all right. Right. Wrestling's uh wrestling's always gonna be my first and ever love for real, but my kid takes you know, he kinda jumped in and screwed that up a little bit. I cussed for him. <laughs> <laughs> he screwed that up for you. Uh, it happens. But yeah. uh I uh yeah, but uh, you know, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm tagged in something, I'll check it out, but I'm not a big uh I don't because I don't want to tell somebody to come check it out because I don't post anything because I'm probably right. posting something about uh food or something. I don't, I don't yeah. know if I'm some silly shit on I get time. it, man. So, I yeah. get it. But yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for all the good times, you know, the the history that we have together. Uh, I've always considered you a friend, not just an acquaintance. Uh, you you've been there for me uh, at different times when uh, you know I might have needed some help, you know, in in different ways. Uh, but I, I appreciate you, Derek. I've always uh, liked working with you, and uh, it's it's been great having you on and and talking to you. And uh, so. We're going to come back. What is it, Jimmy? Ask Wolfie anything? Ask Wolfie D anything. Ask Wolfie D anything. Oh, Lord. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with this, Derek. Don't bleach your hair and be home by Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Uh DJ, hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. You know, we had a great show with Derek. What a cool dude, man. Just a hilarious, <laughs> fun time. I'm I'm yeah. so glad you made the call and got him on the show. That was a really cool yeah. get right there. So the first one is from Daniel Chad Whitehead from Facebook, and he says the worst or slash most dangerous places that you worked and you would prefer not to have gone back to or not to go back to. Did you ever have any dangerous places where you just didn't want to go back to uh puerto rico (laughs) (laughs) i knew that was it for me (laughs) even if if that wouldn't have happened uh, the icy hot incident it still is a dangerous place man i've I've told you some of the other stories of the fans chasing us down the uh the the baseball field and you know all the stuff that they throw at you and all that kind of mess man but it was a fun place to work but you had to watch your back so I mean, yeah. that's pretty much a hands down no-brainer on that one for me yeah so even so is it just the americans are all basically heels there is that the deal like uh, I, know, I know puerto rico's yeah i don't know that that's the case and i don't know really honestly what the uh you know the 
today's feel is there. I have no clue, but you know, then I guess, I guess you're right about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious there. So, all right. Next question is from listener on Facebook, Chance Richardson. And he says, what is your favorite memory of working at the fairgrounds? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, there was, uh, it was during the Smoky Mountain feud and I, I, it was, I mean, a packed house and it's the way that the fairgrounds used to be set up where the bleachers kind of went to the top on the sides and then you had the balconies. I mean, and everything was full. And when, when that's, when that building is packed like that and that set up, it's, it's pretty cool. It's like people all around you cage match. Uh, I'm coming off the top of the cage, uh, on Tracy Smothers with the front flip through the table. And mm. I, I go up, I get on top of the cage and it's like, I was in that crouch position, you know, getting ready to stand. Yeah. And it's like, as I stood up, the entire fucking building stood up with me. Wow. It was like, whoa. <laughs> <This is> fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm so, sure it's like seeing the wave, but all at once, you know what I mean? Instead of, feeling, in, you know, I, it's not like I was really looking out at him. I could, I'm, cause I'm looking where I'm going, but it makes sure I don't fucking fall. But, uh, you know, just as I'm standing up, everybody stood with me. It was just a really crazy feeling. It was pretty cool. That, that it's gotta be cool, man. Chill bumps are on me right now. So that's awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you, you know, the tables, where did y'all used to get those tables at? Do you know? Different uh, I mean, you could go to, you used to go to Walmart, I guess Lowe's, stuff like that. But a lot of times you'd find one uh, in the building or something. Of course, you'd have to pay the building for it if you tore it up or whatever. Right. Or you could go buy one, you know. Right. The is to get that eight-foot table. I see yeah. some of these videos where dudes are, you can't use the six-foots. I mean, you can, but it's just so much harder to break. Right. Don't get them. Don't fucking gimmick the tables. I don't understand why that's a thing because the motherfucker will break if you hit with the right. People don't understand trajectory sometimes. And right. Just because you're coming from a certain height, if you're doing a flip, you still got to, it's physics, man. You still got to put the weight in the right spot at the right time to not bounce off of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I heard recently on another podcast, I can't even remember which one it was, but that basically no longer can you go to Lowe's and Home Depot. They don't have those types of tables anymore. Really? You essentially have to order them specially from someplace online or in the, in the rare occurrence that the building has one and they're okay with you buying it. Yeah. But yeah, and, and a lot a lot of times now they're those plastic, those hard yeah. white plastic tables that you can find places and do not try to break those apparently because <laughs> that ain't happening. You'll be like a trampoline bouncing off of those. But right. And so the same, you're saying is the magic one is the eight foot because that gives you enough of the middle to yeah. where, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll break. Yeah. The six foot, we... The reason I know uh, is because when, when Jamie got piled drive through the table by Tommy Rich in the cage after the cage match, uh, they went through it. Mm. Like it. It didn't snap and lay down, you know, where the middle collapses. They just, the whole thing fucking exploded and they went through it. And Tommy's back, like there was screws that hold the braces on and stuff, and uh, it ripped him from his fucking asshole up to his fucking neck, man. Mm. I can imagine that hurt like a son of a bitch. <laughs> There's no way it didn't, man. Good <laughs> lord. 
Wildfire, indeed. Golly. And, and, I mean, if it, it was a pile driver, so that's a lot of weight in one spot. So they, they were able to get through it. But I guarantee on a six foot, it's extremely hard to like dive on somebody and bust it and do it right. And yeah, just makes it, it eight foot to the, the magic number. Eight foot's the magic. I like it. Okay. Well, this next one is from listener Chase Britton on Facebook. And he, <laughs> this is actually a cool question because we've, we haven't really talked about this one very much. Mm-hmm. So inspiration for your Cerebus character and is okay. that a character you enjoyed doing? And it's one of his favorites. I guess talk about the Cerebus character, because I really like that character. I, I, but again, um, you know. Cerebus was basically just a, a spinoff of Slash. Uh, I just kind of added to it, took the scar away, added the fangs, uh, new new get up. Uh, but it was basically just me still being Slash, but not being Slash. And the name... Uh, I can't take the credit for the name because I was like, I was doing the gimmick or whatever. And then TCW traditional championship wrestling that was based out of Missouri with uh, Matt Riviera uh, was the, the owner. And, um, you know, he he'd called me or I, I don't remember how we got in touch, but about me working for him. And, uh, I think I just said, man, I'll just come and slash. And he didn't want to do that. He wanted to, have his, I guess, like have his own name for his thing or whatever. And uh, so I think I might have even been using the like an assassin, you know, not not that as my name, but kind of Wolfie D, the like an assassin. Right. And so anyway, Cerebus came up and it's actually Cerebus, and which is in, I think it's Greek mythology, but it's the three headed dog that guards the gates of Hades or some shit like that. Yeah. That guards the gates of then the I underworld. Yeah. Before. Yeah, and so that's when I I had to make it with that name. I had to make it more uh, uh, dogish, wolfish, whatever you want to say there. But yeah, I love doing that character, and I you know I made most of the gear for it uh, out of evil foam. Watched uh, a lot of YouTube on these kids how they make the uh, the cosplay outfits and figured out how to do it. And I made you know my own stuff as far as the. Uh, the chest plates and, and things like that. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, man. I but remember you gave me that name. So I can't, I can't take the credit for the name, but that's what it is. Yeah. But it made sense because you're, you were doing slash, but you also service was a two headed dog and you got the wolfy yeah. element to it. And right. definitely made sense to me. Uh, you know, if you, if you really thought about it, you know, the lichen assassin, that all made sense. You're a wolf, you're yeah. a man, it's you know, my partner that they were putting me with, Gary Roosevelt Graham, uh, was um, I forget what his wrestling name is. Something with a dog. Oh crap! He he, he punched me right now. If he knew, I couldn't think of the, the working name. But anyway, <laughs> he he was kind of a dog-like person, and they called us the Hounds of Hell. So yeah, it all made sense. Oh, I love that tag team too, man. That was, that was very cool, you know? So anyway, that's a good question. I, like I said, we haven't talked about Cerebus very much and definitely appreciate that question. That, that was his name. It was Roosevelt. Roosevelt yeah. the dog. Okay, nice. Gary yeah. Roosevelt Graham. Good All right. Dude. Yeah. Well, I like that gimmick. I love the two dog gimmick, I, you know, element, wolf, dog, whatever, you know, it, it all canine <laughs> familia. Yeah. Canis Familia. Anyway, Canis. Is that right? Did I just say Canis? Is that a dog? Yeah. I believe it is. All right. Well, you got one more in you, man? 
Yeah, man. All right. One of these days you're going to say, nope, I don't. <laughs> nope, I'm not included. all right we'll see you later uh so this last one is from our old friend cause effect on instagram he asked this good question i've actually never heard you answer this out of all the many questions you've had your favorite referee that ever called your matches or some of your favorite refs oh man uh well, I mean, I only had the opportunity. We had him on, uh, Jerry Calhoun. I only had the opportunity for him to rest or, you know, referee my matches just a handful of times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, I would say him. Bill Rush was a good one that uh, did a lot of um, my matches. Uh, let's see. Kevin Lawler was always really good. I mean, how can Kevin Lawler not be good when your dad's the king and you're your brother is Brian, but he was always a good uh, referee. And yeah. sometimes the bumblebee came out and he was a good uh, kind of job guy on there. And I always appreciated Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Not a thing, man. Uh, of course, you know, the guys that are in WCW and, and WWE and even the ECW, I can't think of everybody's name and I apologize to anyone. Rudy Charles was a, a good one. Uh, Billy name. Silverman. Billy Silverman. Billy Silverman. Um, yeah, Rudy Charles is doing really well for himself. Yeah, and uh, the the little blonde headed kid that works for one of them now. I can't think of his name. Uh, he wrestled Posey, Mike Posey. Yeah, okay, he was a good one. Um, uh, you know, and then there's some that <laughs> Frank was Frank. You know, Frank. Burrell. <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you had his uh, Paul Neighbors, but he was kind of on his way out of referee and when I kind of got in and he was more of a manager, uh, let me think, man, uh, you had Joe Wheeler in uh, Louisville. He was okay. Good. <laughs> he's good. Great person. Uh, he's just older and, you know, moving around, uh, would be the only reason I would say any, you know, anything negative, just uh, moving around like some of the younger guys can, uh, uh, we all hit that like I, I'm experiencing today <laughs> uh, uh, Mark Curtis you know he did he was more of a heel referee uh, when I was around him because that was the angle that uh, he was the referee for the Smoky Mountain but he was a good referee so there's quite a few man quite a few and I'm not sure just while we're on the subject of referees I'm not sure how I feel about uh, the chicken AEW that does all the faces and over exaggerates and tries to steal the show. I'm not sure if they've toned her back a little bit, but that's kind of strange. It is because I think she's trying to do the element of like how Jerry would do or Tommy Young, those guys yeah. that are very reactionary, but right. man, it's something, it's something else. <laughs> and I think she's like Jericho's main ref like she'll do all the Jericho matches and stuff and it's I guess maybe it's just she's amping it up a little you know but anyway they're obviously doing it she's not being told not to so evidently somebody something about it that they like and yeah like I said it's different. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely different. You know, they're putting their first referee in the WWE Hall of Fame this year, referee Tim White, who yes, was sir. actually Andre's handler after Arnold Scullin passed away or retired. Yeah. So, anyway, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. 
Good for him. Well, that's pretty much it, you know, for today's Ask Wolfie D Anything. And again, the show with DK, Derek King, very cool show. So, you know, take us out, Wolfie D. I sure will, man. Once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will talk to you again, or you will listen to us again next week. Um, Not sure what we got going on next week, but uh, we'll keep you posted, keep you updated. Thank you, Jimmy, across the street. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Live and in color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes, and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact 
contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks from over and forth later. Not here to play games, so you better be You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You second step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.